The Buffalo History Museum podcast is made possible by the National Endowment for the Humanities. The podcast is just one in a series of new digital offerings coming soon from the museum. To find out more, check out our social media channels or our website at www.buffalohistory.org. My name is Anthony Greco, and I'm the Director of Exhibits at the Buffalo History Museum. Today I'm here to tell you one of what I think is among the more unique stories in Western New York history. Though the subject matter may be a bit dark, I think you'll enjoy it because it deals with one of today's most popular genres, true crime. Our story today is about the murder of John Love and the execution of his killers, of which there were three. The three men, Israel, Nelson, and Isaac Thayer, were brothers living in Boston, New York. And on June 17, 1825, the three Thayers were hanged together in Niagara Square. Three men, one crime, one gallows, a little bit of music, and 30,000 spectators. This is the story of the execution of the Thayer brothers. Boston, New York is a small town of about 8,000 people, which lies 30 miles south of Buffalo. The first non-indigenous people to inhabit the area arrived in 1804. Its first church was built seven years later. In 1817, it became a town carved off from the larger town of Eden. By the time of John Love's murder in 1824, the population of Boston was fewer than 200 people. In nearby Buffalo, the population was also quite small, somewhere near four to 5,000. The Erie Canal and all the growth it would later bring wasn't yet open. Buffalo wasn't yet a city, and Erie County itself was only three years old. John Love was a sailor and reportedly a good one. Born in Bath, England around 1790, he came to America in the first decade of the 19th century and likely worked aboard merchant vessels. On July 3, 1812, in the early days of the War of 1812, Love joined the crew of the USS Constitution. He was aboard the ship when it faced Britain's HMS Guerriere, against which the Constitution earned its iconic nickname Old Ironsides. After his discharge from the Navy, Love came to Buffalo where he worked on the Great Lakes. According to the Black Rock Gazette, he spent the warm summer months working upon Lake Erie, and in the winter, he stayed in the town of Boston, near to the Thayer's homes. During his career, Love had amassed a fair deal of wealth, enough at least to occasionally loan money to people. Among those in his debt were Israel, Isaac, and Nelson Thayer, Love had loaned the brothers a sum of $275, no small sum of money in 1824. Today, the loan would equal over 
It's no wonder that Love called upon them to collect with some regularity. On December 15, 1824, Love called upon the Thayers to collect what he was owed, and that was the last time he would be seen alive. As the story goes, just before evening on the 15th, Israel had slaughtered his hogs with the help of his two brothers. Then, just before sundown, they invited Love to come with them as they butchered the animals. According to an account in the Buffalo Journal, Love, being a friend and intimate of the Thayers, was induced to go for company merely, and with the expectation of staying all night. Love would never return. In the days and weeks that followed, the Thayers hardly kept a low profile. The brothers suddenly had more money than usual and were at times seen riding on Love's horse. They had even taken it upon themselves to travel to neighboring towns and attempt to collect debts owed to Mr. Love, claiming that he was tending to out-of-town business. When Isaac Thayer approached one man, Amos Smith, intending to collect money, Smith declined, sensing something was off. He stated, if Love would come to his office, he would pay the money. To which Isaac Thayer replied, my God, Love is further away from this country than anybody has any idea of. Smith wasn't the only one to cast suspicion upon the Thayers. Others in town also refused to pay the brothers and questioned the whereabouts of Love himself. To reinforce their story, the brothers showed that Love had signed over power of attorney in his absence to Isaac and that Nelson had witnessed it. When these documents were determined to be a forgery, Isaac and Nelson were arrested and a neighborhood-wide search for John Love's body was begun. On February 23rd, after three days of searching, the body was found. John Love's body was discovered not 500 feet from Israel's house, buried in a shallow grave. One account states that the grave was so shallow and hastily dug that John Love's toes shone through the ground. The Black Rock Gazette described the condition of the body. A bullet had passed through the head. The skull was fractured, the throat cut, the neck dislocated, and the face much mangled. Israel Thayer, along with Isaac Sr., the father of the boys, were likewise immediately arrested. On Tuesday, April 19, 1825, in the Buffalo Courthouse, Israel and Isaac Thayer stood trial before the Honorable Reuben H. Walworth, judge of the 4th District. Each man entered a not guilty plea. More than 40 witnesses were called to testify for the people, each providing testimony with such minute and explicit circumstances that on Friday evening, after only a half hour of deliberation, the jury returned with a guilty verdict. Due to the fact that Nelson's wife's testimony was necessary to convict Israel and Isaac, Nelson was given a separate trial in order to avoid issues of spousal privilege. He was tried the morning of Saturday, April 23rd, and was found guilty by noon. An account of each trial was printed and made available for public consumption by local printer H.A. Salisbury. The 60-plus page account 
was sold at the drugstore of John T. Lacey in the village of Buffalo. After each being found guilty, the Thayers confessed to the crime, detailing the events of the evening. The plan, as they explained, had been in place for four or five weeks prior to the murder. After luring Love to help with the hogs, he was invited into Israel's home. Israel had sent his wife to visit a neighbor. He also sent away Pierce, a young boy who had been staying with them. One at a time, the brothers found reason to exit the room, leaving Love seated in a chair by himself in front of the fire. Having escaped to the outside, Isaac came to the window with his gun, took aim, and shot Love in the head. The shot didn't kill him, however, and he began to pull himself back up into the chair. Nelson then entered the room and struck Love behind the ear with an axe, hitting him once more in the face as he fell to the ground. Nelson and Isaac then dragged Love outside, intending to bury him in the nearby brook. However, upon hitting rock, they decided to bury him in the shallow grave in which he would later be found. The brothers then did their best to hide the evidence. According to the Thayers, they had felt regret and experienced mental suffering since their crime. In jail, with no hope of a pardon, they studied their Bibles and prayed for their salvation. They also each swore to the innocence of their father, who was later released. On Monday, April 25th, Judge Walworth read their sentence before the court and sentenced them to die by hanging. Thus are three brothers in the prime of their life, the newspaper lamented, two of them husbands and parents, candidates for an untimely and ignominious death. On June 17, 1825, the Thayers were executed, hanged in the place of today's Niagara Square. For two days prior to the hanging, accounts state that all roads leading to Buffalo were thronged with men, women, and children on a pilgrimage to the execution site. The day of the hanging, reporters estimated that there were possibly 20 to 30,000 people in attendance. The following account of the hanging comes from the Black Rock Gazette, June 21, 1825. At precisely 12 o'clock, the prisoners left the jail, escorted by the rifle company, and walked to the gallows, a distance of near a quarter mile, each leaning on the arm of a companion. They were distinguished from the crowd by their white shrouds and caps, and the music played a death march, accompanied by a muffled drum. Altogether had an effect awfully interesting. When arrived at the foot of the gallows, they ascended the stairs with a steady step and took their seats on the platform, accompanied by the clergy, the sheriff, and several other gentlemen. Once upon the scaffold, the reverend preached a sermon from Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11. He then read the Thayer's confession aloud. When he had finished, the officials atop the platform shook hands with the brothers, who then turned and shook hands with each other. Their heads were then hooded and the rope fitted to their necks. After a short pause and a deadly silence, the drop fell and the boys were gone. 
The lifeless bodies of the brothers were allowed to swing from the gallows for 15 minutes before being cut down. Their bodies were then placed into coffins and turned over to their loved ones. Considering the nature of the Thayer's crimes, papers reported that the utmost decorum was displayed among the crowds and that they withdrew from the scene peaceably and with order. Sadly, the mother of Israel, Isaac, and Nelson passed away a day or two before their execution. However, it was deemed advisable to keep it a secret from the boys during their short remaining stay in this world. The hanging of the Thayers was Buffalo's first and only public execution, and soon after it, the course of Buffalo history would change forever. The Erie Canal, which would open up the West to commerce and travel, opened up on October 26th, and Buffalo began to evolve from a frontier village to a bustling city. By 1830, the population of Buffalo would double, and it would continue to grow for the next 120 years. After the hanging, Samuel Wilkeson, an early Buffalonian who led in the creation of our harbor, built his home upon the site on which the Thayers were hanged. After his home was demolished, the location became the site of Buffalo City Hall in 1931. Photos taken in the 1920s show the site of City Hall before construction. In some, you can still see the stone foundation of the old Wilkeson home just across the street from a gas station. And though it's unlikely, it's fascinating to think that some of that same dirt shown in those old black and white pictures is perhaps the same ground that the Thayers walked upon in their final moments, a window to Buffalo's humble beginnings. The Buffalo History Museum podcast is brought to you by the National Endowment for the Humanities and is one in a series of brand new digital offerings created by the museum for our community. The Buffalo History Museum receives operating support from the County of Erie, the City of Buffalo, New York State Council on the Arts, with the support of Governor Andrew M. Cuomo and the New York State Legislature, MNT Bank, and from the generous support of our donors, members, and friends. I'd like to thank you all for listening and encourage you to subscribe and review us. We'll see you in two weeks with another great episode on Western New York history. So until then, take care. <laughs>